Hey, this is Jock Sampson, the king of the one-night stand and the greatest goddamn wrestler of all time. And you're watching Drinking with Modes. All right, everybody. Welcome to Drinking at Moe's Weekend Review. A little later than planned, but, you know, family in town. Family always takes precedence, but we'll get right to it. Plenty to cover this week. Get my top moments, some of my what-the-fuck moments, and, you know, overall thoughts on stuff for this last week. Start off with Monday Night Raw. One of my top moments, Lashley versus Mustafa Ali. People seem to underestimate Mustafa Ali with the sheer, I guess, lack of time that he has gotten. And, you know, people don't realize he could really freaking go. And... You know, there's that segment between him and Lashley. Lashley, like, oh, I see you working. We'll, we'll make sure you get a shot. And, like, Ali's like, no, I'm getting it now. And they end up having a pretty damn good match. Then next one, I, I'm loving this whole dynamic with uh, Sami Zayn and Jey Uso. The issues they're having. And man, I've said it before, Sami Zayn is entertaining as hell. The way he's just all in on this is just freaking awesome. Next one, damage controller is uh, some of those there on Fightful say damage guitar because that's literally like it's spelled when they have it up on the screen there makes me think of the old Simpsons episode where it's like Homer's saying something like Katarl any key where's the any key little Simpsons reference in there but uh, anyways Bailey has been doing absolutely amazing since she's been coming back from that injury she had been doing great you know, guiding along, you know, Dakota Kai and Eos Sky. It, it's still weird for me to say Eos Sky, but whatever. But she's been doing a damn good job. Entertaining stuff. I love it when she responds to the crowd talking about how she messed up somebody's name and she's like, I know I meant it. Epic stuff. My one what the fuck moment for the week is kind of ties into the Lashley Ali match, but it was when Rollins attacks Ali and Lashley after the match. I'm like, I know people are wanting the storyline between Riddle and Rollins to kind of be done. But, you know, it makes me think, shouldn't they have, you know, one storyline finished first? Other what-the-fuck moment for the week, the... I'm sorry, but the whole White Rabbit thing. 
we'll get into it later, but I'm kind of glad that it's done. Reveal's done. Everybody can move on from that whole crap. It was ridiculous. Next up, NXT. Top moment for the week for me. Well, some of them. The Halloween Havoc buildup. WWE has been doing a lot better job building up to their big shows since Triple H took over. And, you know, there's been confirmation that, you know, former guest Ryan Katz is back backstage there. And you know what? NXT has been starting to become a little more watchable. No offense to anybody that was there before they came back, but honestly, I've said it. NXT 2.0 seemed like a big mean girls ripoff. Now it's, I'll, I'll give it to them. It's becoming more watchable. The Carmelo Hayes versus Oro Mensa match. Holy crap. Pretty damn good match. A lot of agility between the two of them. And I, I give it to them both. They put on one hell of a match. Leading into, you know, they're both, you know, in the North American title ladder match at uh, Halloween Havoc. You know, they're going to be a little bit of a dynamic there between the two of them in that match. And it leads to some entertaining stuff. You know, they're going to both be trying to stop each other from climbing the ladder. And it's it's nice. I'm, I'm loving it. And the, you know, I'm not too big of a fan of Pretty Deadly. But, the, you know, the Brawling Brutes versus Pretty Deadly match, I, I can't complain. It was pretty damn good. More of a Brawling Brutes fan on that end of things. But, hey, they, they, they put on an entertaining match. So, you know what, for as much as I've said that I'm not a – fan of Pretty Deadly, I'll give it to him. What the fuck moment for the week for me with NXT? Veer Mahan back on NXT. I, You know what? I wasn't a big fan of him on the main roster. I don't know how I'm going to be a fan of him here. I'm just not. The way that they I kind of like him the whole Veer is coming vignettes to the whole friggin' white rabbit thing i was just not a fan of it it was like okay really when is he coming like this is just ridiculous and then they bring him in and you know i get you know you bring a guy like fear mahan he can be a big intimidating guy you want to build him up as a big intimidating guy They've done it countless amounts of time with people, you know, going in, beating up a bunch of jobbers and then going on to a storyline. It's a formula that they've proven to work a bunch of times, so I don't know why they didn't do it again. But regardless, not a fan. Next up, we'll jump into AEW Dynamite. This 
MJF versus Wheeler Yuta match. I'm telling you, it was freaking amazing. If you haven't watched Dynamite yet, specifically go watch that match. I believe it might have even been the opener, but it's been a few days since I watched it, so I don't even freaking remember. The next top moment for me is that Warlow Brian Cage match for the F for the almost said FTW TNT title. You know, big hot fight, both guys intense as hell. I I love it. I love and gravitate towards guys that have that intensity. Like I mentioned in a bunch of my interviews, both of these guys have it. I've been able to see Brian Cage live, and boy, does he, oh, he, he is amazing live. Then, you know, after the match, you know, everybody's upset. You know, Gates Agony, who teamed up with Brian Cage there in the embassy in, uh, you know, air quotes. ROH because who knows what the fuck is going on there. Anyways, they go team up on Wardlow and Samoa Joe comes out. They team up on him and then FTR comes out. Massive pop, as they say, for FTR. I'm glad that they're, I guess, back, even though they've been working for AEW for forever, but Whatever. It was a good freaking match. Um, next top for the week was the, that six-woman tag when uh, Willow Nightingale pulls out the, the pin. She gets the pin, and it's just amazing. Amazing match between them. And then, you know, I, I could not list the Danielson Garcia versus Jericho and Sammy Guevara match. It was pretty pretty amazing when you go and watch it. You know, the the storyline that they've had going with uh Garcia seemingly splitting off from the Jericho Appreciation Society. It it's playing out pretty well. I'm loving it. Um you know they they got a good, I hate to say a good thing going, hopefully, because I don't like, as a lot of people, ROH purists don't like Jericho having the Ring of Honor title. Hopefully, it, you know, works into something where they eventually get the TV deal, because I keep on talking about it, nothing ever comes of it. Whatever. Also, honorable mention that I got to do, Jay Lethal versus Darby Allen. Hmm. Great match. And they even have the Code of Honor done after the match, which you kind of have uh, Sanjay Dutt and their big man over off to the side. Like, what the hell? It played off good. My what the fuck moment for the week is, you know, 
there's been that backstage news with uh, Andrade and Sammy Guevara having that backstage altercation. Andrade was the only one that got sent home. Sammy Guevara gets in his match, even gets the pin. Now, I get, you know, both men were at fault there. I'm not excusing either. But for the sheer fact of one gets sent home, gets removed from a match that he's supposed to have on Rampage, and the other guy gets left in his main event match, gets the pin, seemingly getting rewarded. Something just didn't sit right there. But like it said, there's been news that came out that, you know, there was a no physical altercation agreement between both parties, at least for TV. And Andrade kind of swung them around and then shoving match. Well, I get it. Andrade, I guess, seemingly started it. They had physical altercations in the past. One, that very infamous one at All Out, and literally everybody that even tried to break up the fight got suspended. So just kind of freaking weird that only one person got sent home this time. Whatever. I don't, I don't run the place. Next up, oh, there, there we go. Sun got in the view of the video. Anyways, next up, Impact Wrestling. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Impact Wrestling, very underrated national TV product. They do consistently great stuff, and this. Build up they had for Bound for Glory was pretty damn awesome. I I'll go into it after the weekly TV show segment, but I wasn't able to afford to watch all of the wrestling that went on this weekend. So I do have a few results from Bound for Glory that we'll go into here in a minute. Top moments for me for Impact Wrestling this week. Kazarian versus Kenny King match. In the again, building up to Bound for Glory, where Kazarian has the X Division title match against Speedball Mike Bailey. And Kenny King seems to have this little bit of a stake to claim the X Division title. Who knows what will come with it. But Kazarian ends up pulling out the win. Next up, Sammy... Callahan and his ref job in the um, Macklin versus Moose 
match there. And give me one second. All right, as I was saying, Sammy Callahan's rough job in the Steve Maglin versus Moose match. You know, the way he was egging him on during the whole contest, it was it was freaking hilarious. And the way he even played a hand in the outcome where he pile drives both and then puts Macklin on top of Moose, counting the pin. It, it was freaking awesome. I, I loved every damn minute of it. My WTF moment of the week is Joe Hendry stuff. I don't get it. You know, if there are people out there that are seeming to be entertained by it, hey, more power to you. But I, for one, don't freaking get it. Whatever. Now, Bound for Glory. They had uh, some pretty great matches. They had, uh, as I mentioned, there was Kazarian versus Speedball Mike Bailey which, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it yet. Oh, there we go. Kazarian is now the new X Division champion. Um, hey, Impact AEW seem to have a little bit of a working relationship, which, you know, it's shown some pretty decent stuff, so... I can't complain. I'm curious to see how this ends up going. They also had their Call Your Shot gauntlet match, which had some surprise entrance. Bully Ray makes a return to Impact. Tommy Dreamer, I don't know if he's back full-time, but he was in the match himself. And then right after him, Rhino comes out. Spoiler alert again. Bully Ray apparently wins the Call Your Shot Gauntlet match. And after the Josh Alexander and Eddie Edwards match, which Josh Alexander won, Bully Ray comes out and basically challenges Josh Alexander. That should, that's promising. That is a promising match. And I, I'm, I'm curious to see how that one plays out. Next off, Friday Night SmackDown, we have, for my top of the week, you know, it's pro the storyline is probably playing out, but Gunther versus Sheamus, the vast majority of that match, amazing. Those two have been putting together some great stuff. My One of my WTF moments of the week for this show is towards the end. You know, you can see guns are tapping out. You can see that the ref is in plain view of said tap out. But she waves it off. 
Like what was what was going on there? Like I get there's this thing in MMA where you know somebody taps like with without uh, view of the ref. So it's like oh they get like go thing and they won and then bam ref didn't see it so you get knocked out or some shit. But the ref was in plain view of it, so I I don't understand what the hell was going on there. Next for my top moments of the week, again, the whole thing with the Sami Zayn and the Bloodline. <laughs> you know, Sami Zayn has this ability to turn what could be an absolute dumpster fire into absolute gold love it and next off there was word from Fightful that uh, I'm probably butchering up the damn name but whatever they got called up from NXT and with the exception of one person but Seemingly being replaced by a returning Zelina, which, you know, you think about it, she kind of p- fits in well with that group. So I'm encouraged. WWE has been doing a lot better lately. So I, I'm, I'm encouraged. That, that's the only real way to put it. Again, another WTF for the week is, again, the White Rabbit stuff, which I will go into. I'm glad it's done. Next off, AEW Rampage. Some good trios matches. Gotta say it. You know, you have the Death Triangle and Dark Order. You know, those guys on their own, I think. Johnny Hungy, as they call him, underrated. And, you know, you have number 10. And, God's sakes, I'm having a brain fart on the other guy. They team up well. They had Evil Uno out there with them. And then you have, you know, Lucha Brothers and Pac, which... That was getting confusing there when he gets handed the freaking hammer, but whatever. So I guess we'll see where that goes. You know, Pac seems to be taking a little even more of a heel turn now. So I, who knows? And good Lord, you know, I'll admit at one point I wasn't too big of a fan of the acclaimed. But I'm loving them right now. They are coming up with some absolute gold and entertaining as hell. My WTF for the week for Rampage was the, again, going back to the Andrade change. I don't really understand it. Both guys were at fault. They've had where even people getting in trying to break it up got sent home. So I don't understand why only one got sent home this time. 
but it's whatever. They they did put on a decent show in spite of that. So more more respect to them for that. Now we have some battle of the belts. The TBS title match was the top for me for the week. They 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 put on a good match. You know, I had hoped that Willow would have won. That's just me. And, you know, I kind of suspected that, you know, they're going to have uh, Jade there get to, like, what, 40, 50, you know, whatever, and then lose. But they actually made it to where you might think that, hmm, maybe that might not happen. So they did good. FDR versus Gates of Agony was my other good one for the week for this. They did. did, It was a pretty damn good match. Pretty freaking intense. FTR actually got their finisher done. And wow. I always say I love intensity. God damn. They freaking did it. They did it. Not really a WTF for the week for this. You know, my only thing with Battle of the Belts is I think, and this is just my opinion, take it or leave it. All right. Wife locked in, had to talk to her for a little bit. So, anyways, next up Extreme Rules. Pretty solid show. Like, I was actually looking forward to a WWE pay-per-view for the first time in a really ass long time. That it didn't really disappoint. They started off well with the Joe Fashion Donnie Brook match. I mean long ass name for a match, but it was pretty freaking awesome. You know, I've said it a couple times already. I love the intensity. And good lord, this match had that and then some. And I just sit, I say like uh, GCW and, you know, even AEW and Warrior, you know, they know how to start off a show. WWE proved that, god damn it, they know how to start off. If you actually put in some damn thought, you know how to start off a damn show. It was pretty damn awesome. I loved it. That uh, there's so many matches that you know could be a top for the week. You know, nothing was really a WTF moment. Um, the the fight pit was. I have in my notes fight pit. That match equals amazing. Good Lord. They went up into the little platform area up top, battled in there. Uh, Riddle did a senton from there down, hit freaking amazing. And this, I alluded to some of my WTF moments leading to this. 
you know, they did the trick that they had done before where, you know, the little credit thing on the side comes up and then you think the show's over, then lights out. And then he's got the whole world in his hands. That starts hitting. You go to each of the characters of the Firefly Fun House and then you get a little it was a little teaser of, you know, Bray Wyatt's out there. But you know what? Honestly, that was enough. Like, good Lord. Before you even saw Bray Wyatt on the screen, people were going nuts. They loved it. And as much as I gave the White Rabbit stuff shit, you know, I'll, I'll give it to him. All of that put had to have a lot of effort and a lot of thought put into it because you know people were going into all sorts of details on oh this led to here and this and as much as i gave it shit they did they did all right they they did good um like i said not really a wtf moment for this show it was a pretty damn solid show hats off to them um, I was only, like I said, not able to afford all of the pay-per-view stuff this weekend. I was able to get the GCW Fight Club Night One, which was awesome. Started off with a scramble match. Some of the participants were B-Boy. He had uh, Jimmy Lloyd in there. Um, and one guy that came out a little bit later, but Leo Rush, it was word that he was going to be there. And, you know, he ends up pulling out the win. Classic GCW scramble match. There's not very many promotions that can put on a scramble match like GCW. Warrior Wrestling would probably be about the only other one. They do damn amazing. Well, Revolver, GCW, Revolver, Warrior, three best promotions as far as scramble matches. No particular order, but they all do freaking great. The next one, there was word that John Wayne Murdoch was injured over in Japan and wanted to take some time off to heal his injuries, which more respect to him because he's just about everywhere. And, you know, when you realize that, you know, you're injured to the point where you need to take that time off as hard as it might be. And I know for a lot of wrestlers, it's, it's hard because they love doing what they do. They they did good, but Alex Colon gets a very amazing, amazing replacement in the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. It was an amazing match. I believe it was supposed to be for the GCW tag titles. But with John Wayne Murdoch out, 
obviously that got changed, but they always say cards subject to change. So there's that. Now, I've heard some stuff about how the Moxley versus Gage match wasn't exactly what they thought it would be. I, in a way, agree, but not totally. Now, I thought it might have been just a little bit crazier than it ended up being. Not to say that it wasn't crazy, though. There was some crazy shit in that match, which you would come to expect from Moxley and Nick Gage. I mean, Nick Gage, there's a reason they call him the king, the god of this shit. My only thing that gave me a kind of what the hell was when W. Morrissey and Stokely Hathaway came out and interfered and basically cost Moxley the match. Now, initially, I was like, what the hell? What what are they doing? But then I get to thinking. MJF is chasing Moxley in AEW. He has that ship. He also has the firm, which is led by Stokely Hathaway. And Morrissey is also a member of said faction. That made it start to sink in like, oh, I see what they're doing. And it it made sense. So while I wasn't 100% with the the ending, doesn't take away that it was a solid match in my opinion. Now, after that, okay. If I had to pick a top moment for the week. Hmm. That was a good question there. I would have to go. Going from. We'll go a top top five. We'll go. Carmelo Hayes versus Oro Menso from NXT. It was a freaking solid match and I loved it. Next one, we will go Warlow Brian Cage for the TNT title. It was the good old-fashioned intense Haas fight. Loved it. Um, Next up would be, we will go the six-woman tag match from Dynamite and Willow getting the pin. It's pretty freaking awesome, and you know what? Happy for Willow. She's been doing great things, and I'm glad to see the success that she's having. Um, you know, I have to say, next off would probably be since this is only since I didn't get to see some of the uh, Battle for Glory. But the trios matches from Rampage, amazing stuff. Top moment for the week. I don't know how anybody could pick a top moment for the week and not have Bray Wyatt returning and how that ended up playing out. 
in all reality, a very short little segment, but the way it played out was freaking amazing. That is it for the week in review. Like, subscribe on YouTube, comment because it helps out. Have some good things in the works. Possible uh, intro music coming. Um, you know, leave reviews on the podcast platforms. Goddamn, some creeping in and learn. Anyways, leave reviews on the podcast platforms. I got plenty of good stuff coming up. We have Barbed Wire House Party 2 for Magnum Wrestling coming up on October 22nd. I have a special edition of documenting shit that I will be doing from there for the, the Barbed Wire match. Pay attention for when that one comes out. And I also have some extra interviews coming up. November's filling up. Let's fucking go.